Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing my post-game pod for the last two games, I would say. I guess I've, I didn't do a post-game for the Milwaukee game. So it will, I'll be talking about, I'll be going over basically the Milwaukee and the Golden State game. And, you know, maybe just a few other things going on around the NBA. Um, if, I, if I stop to cough... I apologize. I, I actually do have the flu, but you know that doesn't stop me from actually watching these games. Cause luckily I work at home, and so I don't have to leave the house very much. So uh, we'll start with uh, the Milwaukee game. You know, there's not a lot to talk about here. It was a game they lost. Um, the final score looked a lot better than the game did. You know, it says they lost by nine, obviously in the final score, but. Um, you know, they, <coughs> they got out-rebounded, and it was only by eight. It wasn't too bad, but the bigger problem was, obviously, Bullock didn't play. He got the night off, so Tim Hardaway was put in the starting lineup. Tim Hardaway only made two shots, and he was two for eight overall, so he only had six points. Uh, Dorian had a decent game where he scored 13. Powell had four points and zero rebounds. Go ahead and write that down. Zero rebounds in seven minutes. Now, it seemed that the majority of his minutes were given to Christian Wood and Maxi. Uh, you know, seven minutes isn't very much. JaVale McGee only played three minutes. Um, and he only got, you know, he got two points, one rebound. Um, if I, the way I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to remember, I did watch this whole game. Um, it looks like basically Compazzo, Pinson, and Nilakina played the garbage time, right? And um, Compazzo hit a three-pointer. That's basically probably the final points. Those were the final points of his Mavs career. Uh, he didn't score that many while he was here. But, um, you know, Luca had a... A decent game, actually. Uh, you know, he his biggest issue at the moment is his free throws. You know, he was four for nine. You know, he makes those five. Yeah, it might be a bit different game, but he did have 12 assists and five rebounds. Um, you know, three for seven overall in his three-pointers is a pretty good percentage. Uh, Spencer was three for six on his threes, and he ended up with 22 points and he also, you know, had a good game. Christian Wood had 21. And, you know, it, like it comes up in the past, you know, Dinwiddie and Wood and Luka can score a bunch, but you, you've got to have help from somebody else. And, you know, it was great that Dorian got the 13 points. But what really probably hurt them was their lack of defense, right? They they scored 115. There's been several games this year where 115 would have given them a win in a game that they lost, right? I, I believe they lost um, one game where it was like 98-97, right? You score 115, hopefully you win. Their biggest problem was defense. They had no answer. Grayson Allen just couldn't miss a shot, and they just decided they weren't going to cover him. 
obviously Giannis is going to get his. You're you just expect it, right? You're you're not going to stop him. He got thirty, and to be honest with you, thirty's great. You know, you don't want him to get forty or you know fifty, right? Uh, you know, Lopez was decent, and uh, this Javon Carter. You know, Carter. I think the what hurt him the most is these points from guys like Carter and and Allen, and. You, you just, when you give up so many points to guys who are role players, like like when the Mavericks, that's what the Mavs need to win, is, is they need a role player to show up. And uh, two role players showed up for them for uh, Milwaukee, and they just, they beat Dallas. You know, they're still playing without Middleton. So this was more or less the game I, I expected them to lose. Milwaukee is a better team. Milwaukee's one of the best two teams in the league, in my opinion. Them and Boston are probably the best two. Phoenix is up there, I guess. Phoenix has a really good record. Um, but we'll get into that later. And uh, So anyhow, this was sort of a game I expected them to lose. It, it would be nice, though, to see a role player show up. You know, uh, you know, Josh Green didn't have a bad game. You know, he scored eight, right? With you know, Josh Green's a bit young, so his numbers are gonna fluctuate a little bit. Um, and and we'll get to the Golden State game when it comes to say Josh Green. You know, like Dallas scored one sixteen in the Golden State game, and they won, right? So they were only one point different. But you know, Josh Green against Golden State had thirteen, right? Um, he was three for five on his three pointers. And again, this well, plus minus is sort of stupid. He was a minus nine, but when he's out there on the court, it looks like he's doing a lot, right? So, uh, one of another sort of thing that sticks out, Reggie Bullock, man. He he played thirteen minutes and he scored zero points. It was good to see that he didn't play twenty for one. Uh, Bertans got some of those minutes, and Bertans was two for two on his threes. I thought Bertans didn't play enough, right? He only played seven minutes. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where I, I'm glad that somebody finally sees something. You know, the way I, I sort of feel is, and I, I, I'm sort of getting the sense that this is happening a little more, is when somebody's making their shots, like Bertans, you know, Bertans has the ability to put up 30 by making 10 three-pointers, right? That He does have that ability. And when a guy goes in and he's two for two, eh, you, eh, you sort of want to keep him in the ball game, right? Now, obviously, they, they got away with it, and, you know, it, they won the game, but you still, you know, unfortunately for Christian Wood, he only had four points. He really struggled. 0 for 5 on his threes. Um, he did have, yeah, he only had eight rebounds. He, I guess Dorian finished with nine, so he finished with one more than Christian Wood. But, you know, Luca had his 12. Part of his triple-double was 12. But Christian Wood really struggled, 2 for 12 overall. 0 for 2 on his free throws, but you know, you he's still somebody that they have to you have to you know, cover. He's still somebody you have to guard because he does have the ability to score, right? He just, you know, he had a bad game. 
Uh, Dinwiddie was 0 for 4 on his threes. He did have 14 points. He only played 22 minutes. He did get ejected, which was interesting. That's the first time I've seen somebody get ejected on an offensive foul. Um, one thing that I, I do get annoyed with, and I, I know some probably, if there's like a Warriors fan or what, I doubt any Warriors fans listen, whatever, but, I, you know, guys like uh, Dinwiddie, even Christian Wood, these guys got long arms. Um, and when they raise their arms to shoot the ball, their elbows are going to hit somebody. And I think Christian Wood's gotten an offensive foul before, and maybe even flagrant before, hitting somebody with his elbows. And when a guy's up in your face and trying to defend and he gets an elbow, it, it's going to happen. And, I, you know, I'm fine if you want to call it an offensive foul, but putting those for flagrants, to me flagrants are, are sort of fouls reserved for a guy going up for a shot, and the defender just trying to knock him out of the air, right? Just not even playing the ball, just playing the player, trying to pull him down, whatever. Those are flagrant fouls. A guy lifting his arms to take a shot and hits the defender with his elbows, that's not a flagrant, man. I, I thought that was a poor call. I, I almost thought it was a call like a, a call the refs did to get back at him because he got one of their brothers in trouble. or You know what I'm saying? The... The referee got suspended or whatever because he, you know, got in a fight or called Dinwiddie a name and Dinwiddie got him suspended. And so the refs have to take up for their guy. And I just thought they sort of targeted him on that. I, I wasn't huge on that. I, I know somebody might think I'm wrong or whatever. And I get it. Whatever. His elbow hit his face. I, I, I think the whole looking at things just because a guy gets hit in the face. Like, Dwight Powell gets hit in the face four times a game. I've never once seen it. Well, I guess a couple times they've called flagrants for it, right? But as many times as he gets hit in the face, they don't stop the game to, to, to review it to see if it was flagrant. He gets hit in the face several times a game. And <coughs> to eject somebody, I just I, I thought that was the wrong call. And like I said, I just thought they were doing that to get back at at Dinwiddie, um, and that that stuff like that aggravates me. But uh, anyhow, you know Tim Hardaway Jr. was somebody that actually he showed up. He scored twenty two. You know he was five for eleven on his threes. One of the things I think I heard him say was he was working on not jumping so high to shoot, and you could tell that he was shooting a bit differently. It was odd, but at least he's trying something. I'll, I'll give him credit with that. <laughs> he's trying something because he, he can't, you can't continue to be that poor. You can't continue to shoot that poorly, especially if you're not really a great defender, right? So I'm, it, it's sort of, I'm glad he sort of acknowledged that it's a problem and it's something that he's working on. And I, I you know, obviously, I don't want Tim Hardaway and even Bullock. I don't want them to fail. I don't, obviously, because when they fail, the Mavericks lose. I want them to be successful. The problem is is if they, the more minutes they play with their lack of success, it really hurts the team. But like I said, I really want them to be successful. And I was really happy to see Hardaway score 22 because they needed all 22, you know, with Christian Wood struggling and with Dinwiddie getting ejected. They needed those points. Uh, Dorian had a 
tough game offensively. He only had six, and Powell only had four. You know, it kind of goes back to it, it's hard to win in this league when you've got two starters combined for ten points. Uh, you know, just looking at the looking at Golden State, Clay Thompson was obviously the odd man out for them. He only had five. And on a side note, one of the problems I think with Golden State right now, you know, they're struggling like the Mavs. One of the problems for me that I think is Clay Thompson just has not been very good. I, you know, I thought after getting a whole, you know, playing from January to June, you know, they won the finals, you know, and you could tell Clay in January was a different player from Clay in June. He played a heck of a lot better. He wasn't great, but he was a lot better in June than he was in July, in January. And I, I just thought getting an off season where he was healthy, that he would come in and he would be a better player. And he just hasn't been that. Um, you know, Wiggins only had ten. Wiggins struggled to shoot. Uh, but like I said, we had two players. Mavs had two players combined for ten. Uh, you know, Looney getting eleven. He was. Again, dominant down low like he is against Powell. Uh, one of the things that annoys me is seeing a guy like Anthony Lamb score 11. It seems like every time we play a team, there's just some random guy on their team who just scores points, and we struggle to get points from guys that we play 20 minutes every night. So stuff like that annoys me. It's, you know, I would have liked to see again Hardy or Nilakina get some minutes, but it's especially when uh Dinwiddie got ejected. They went with Josh Green as point guard. I think the first possession almost got stolen and they ended up dribbling down court. The second possession did get stolen. And so that was something rough to see and I, I think at that point you know, they did call a timeout, but I, and I think Luka ended up coming in the game after that. It was sort of time for Luka to come in anyways. But I, I think after that, you've got you to look over at Nilakina and you got to look at Hardy. Um, I know Hardy in the in a fourth quarter, obviously, that's probably something you don't want to do. But Nilakina, Nilakina's got the defense to go with the ability to hit an open shot. He does have the ability to hit an open shot. And I just think Nilakina needs to play. So I don't know why he didn't get to play because his defense is great. So um, Luka did get a 40-point triple-double. He had 41, 12, and 12. Um, he also had four steals, which is something he likes to read the passing lanes, which is great. Uh, he's obviously a better defender than people give him credit. People don't like to admit that he's a good defender. Um, I I think it's just the people that don't like him. <laughs> so, But Luka is a good defender. Uh, I, I'm saying that as a person who watches basketball, not as a Luka fan, even though I am a Luka fan. Luka's a good defender, and if you don't think he is, then you just don't watch basketball. You just are hating on a player. But... Uh, Anyhow, it, it was a good win for the Mavericks. It was a win they really needed. And I, I do think um, their next game is on, and I'm going to look really fast. It's on Thursday, which is the only game on television, which or the only game on Thursday. They have one game, and it's Dallas at Detroit. 
this is a winnable game for Dallas, and hopefully they could take advantage of playing Detroit. Um, Detroit's one of the worst teams in the NBA right now, and I think Cunningham's been out. And then they play the Knicks, which should be interesting, on a Saturday uh, afternoon. It starts 12.30 Eastern, which is 11.30 my time, which is <coughs> a really early game. So... Um, a, a lot when it comes to the Mavs news, they did sign Kimball Walker. Uh, you know, I, I you know, I've said it before. I you know I I wanted a guy like Dennis Smith because I knew Dennis Smith could contribute. Um, Dennis Smith knows some of the players here still. He's played with a bunch of them, and I, I thought it would have worked out. And I, I just you know he's actually been really good for Charlotte, and I'm happy for him. I wasn't too excited about Compazzo. I, I knew he wasn't really going to do much. I am curious to see Kimball Walker. Um, I, I wasn't sure if it was somebody I wanted Dallas to look at or not, mostly because his problems have been injury. One thing Kimba can do is Kimba can shoot. He can hit an open shot. You know, if he's playing with Luka and he's standing in the corner and Luca finds him for an open three. That's something he can make. Uh, I, I think even at his age, he's not really that old, but I think he had he's had some knee problems. He's not a guy that you can play twenty to thirty minutes a night. I think if you were to play him ten to fifteen minutes a night, he could give you some quality basketball. Um, he's he can handle the ball. He can create his own shot. He can create for others. And he could shoot, like I said, and I, you know, ten to fifteen minutes a night should be just fine. Um, I, I'm always, I, I still push back on the whole ball handler thing because to me, it's not about ball handling; it's about shot creation. And most of the Mavs players can't create their own shot, and so the guys that handle the ball have to handle the ball. You know, you don't want Dorian handling the ball because he will probably turn it over. You don't want Maxi handling the ball because he'll probably turn it over. And it, it's just you, you need guys that can create their own shot. You know, if you watch any other game, you watch Memphis. Jaw handles the ball. It's just that Jaw doesn't have to create shots for everyone. Jaw can pass it to Bain, and Bain can create his own shot. Or he can pass it to Jackson. Jackson can create his own shot. You know, it, it's just go down the list with all of his teammates. He can just, he doesn't have to create for others. The You know, Dallas is full of guys that can't create for themselves, and that's where their problem, biggest problem is. So I'm interested to see if he's any good. Um, I think he can help the team better than Compazzo. Um, hopefully he comes in and surprises people. That would be ideal. You know, comes in, maybe averages 10 a game. 10 points a game, maybe like three or four assists. Just gives you something um, to where you can give Lucas some more rest and you're not trying to play him too many minutes. Now, he is a bit of a defensive liability, but so is Composo. So um, that doesn't really affect that part of it. So, But, you know, actually Dennis Smith Jr. has actually been a pretty good defensive player this year. So, again, that's sort of where they missed out. As far as how the West lines up, Dallas is still only four games back of first place. 
if you want to be a little more realistic and say third place, they're only two games back from third place, but they're actually ninth in the West. Uh, it's a tough conference this year, and that's why those games against bad teams really hurt them. And it's just it's one of those things where if, if they win two of those games, they're all of a sudden they're between three and four, right? They're tied with New Orleans and Memphis. And they they should have won more than two of those games, right? But the, those early losses against bad teams are really going to come back to haunt them, I think, in the, the second part of the year. Um, you know, a team like Utah is starting to come back to earth. They've lost five in a row. Uh, Minnesota was doing well, and then they weren't. They've lost three in a row. Portland's actually lost two in a row. Sacramento's actually lost three in a row. But, you know, a team like Phoenix has won five in a row. Denver's won three in a row. And, you know, Phoenix is still top of the West. I, I knew they would do well in the regular season. We'll see how they do in the playoffs. I, I don't know um, what their team's going to look like in the playoffs. They still have the Jay Crowder trade they can make, and I, I figure they will buy the trade deadline. Uh, but... I do think they're a beatable team. I don't think there's any team in the West that is not beatable. I think the West is wide open. I honestly think there's probably eight or nine teams that could go to the finals in the West, and it just wouldn't shock me at all. Um, even Dallas, right? As, as Dallas has struggled, if you want to believe the the theory of the, the Reggie Bullocks where he – you know, he shoots poorly in his first two months of the season, and then by December he starts turning it on. That would make a big difference in Dallas's games because you wouldn't have such a negative in that spot. But even if you get assistance from Bullock and, you know, like Hardaway, like I said, he's changed his shot a bit. If he can start producing, if those two guys can start producing something, this whole team is different because then at that point you have to guard guys. Other teams aren't guarding us. They're not. They, I think somebody wrote an article about the four-on-three basketball. Teams are willing to double-team Luca and play four-on-three because they don't believe the three, the four guys they're going against is good enough to beat their three defenders, and that says a lot. And Luca's been the most double-team guy in the league, and I think by three times, like the next person is like three times less than Luca. So it's. It's crazy how much Luka gets double teamed because of the fact that the other guys just aren't hurting the other teams. And so it's um, hopefully Dallas could figure it out. Hopefully, like I said, Hardaway and Bullock can figure it out because there's no trades to be made. Dallas won't make any trades. I know they won't. So I, I, I just, this is the team we got. This is the team we're going in with, and we just have to hope it all works out. I would like to see Hardy get minutes, obviously, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, as far as the East goes, like I said, the Boston-Milwaukee are the top two teams. Um, Indiana's holding on strong, though. That, they're the little surprise. I, I do think that – I don't think they'll stay four for the entire year, right? I do think they'll fall off a bit, but I think they have a chance to make the top ten. Um, Chicago's sort of that team that's fallen out. I wouldn't be shocked if Chicago cleaned house. Um, I, I don't know what their plan is. I, I never know with their ownership group. They sort of seem to be a cheap ownership group. They don't want to spend money, so I, I wouldn't doubt it if they traded some guys. Um, 
I'd be willing to bet they trade for the Lakers and that Russell Westbrook. That wouldn't shock me. Um, I, there's a couple teams out there, like I said, that wouldn't shock me that went after that Westbrook contract because it is an expiring contract. So um, Miami's a team that's trying to work their way back. They've won three in a row. So overall, it's still close. We It's only 20 games into the season, so there will be uh, more to see. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, by January January first, you should see you know everything should look more clear and stuff. But I'm gonna go ahead into there. Uh, I know this was a short one, but uh, I'm, like I said, I have the flu, so I, was, I wanted to do something, but I didn't want to um, do too much. But uh, if you could rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast, I really appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you later.